name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things that we need to notice this weekend, that began with Vespers last night and Matins and Mass today, so we're starting to get the sense of turning a seasonal corner in the liturgical calendar. We've been journeying through Trinity Tide, and now we're beginning to see glimpses of and a call to prepare ourselves for the blessed season of Advent, that season in which we are both longing for Christ to come and deliver us from our oppression and our slavery within, and at the same time we're also preparing our souls in Advent for when the Lord will return again at His second coming. We get a sense of this in the intro eat, the words are from Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of affliction. And ye shall call upon me, and I will hearken unto you, and I will bring you back from your captivity. God's people were enslaved in Egypt, and while enslaved, they experienced far less of a life than God had created mankind to exist in. And their oppression as slave caused them great sufferings in this life. The same thing could be said about when God's people were taken into captivity in Babylon. That their existence diminished and they suffered because of their oppression. And out of their authentic suffering came a cry. It was the cry out to God for the Lord to come and deliver them both from their condition to slavery and the suffering that that condition presented to them and made real in their lives. Come, Lord, rescue us, relieve us from our suffering and our affliction that we're enduring as slaves. Free us, Lord, make us your people once again. It's a cry from the heart of all God's people who wanted to be elevated out of something, lifted up out of their current condition that was producing all of that suffering. A cry to be granted a new and far better life, a more full experience of living. And the good news is that this is precisely what was in the mind of the Lord their God for those who were suffering in their captivity. And it's what is in His mind for all of us. Listen to His words again. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of affliction. In our epistle reading today from Philippians <clears throat> chapter 3, in St. Paul's writing, we're seeing a same sense of this reality of our need to be elevated and delivered out of a lesser condition as producing all of this suffering in our lives and to be restored and to an originally created reality for our existence as human persons. St. Paul says these words to us. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to His glorious body. This blessed saint and apostle writes that our citizenship is in heaven. But what's he truly communicating to us according to the deposit of the faith that's been handed down to us? Because he's not communicating something that's only for the future, that heaven we think of in our minds and have been deceived to think of is so distant to us, that in the kingdom of God. The word St. Paul uses for citizenship 
could also be translated and is in some translations for our commonwealth is in heaven. The sharing of the wealth and the benefits, our commonwealth of what we obtain by being citizens of the kingdom of God is in heaven. That Greek word has a much deeper and more full meaning than simply a status of citizenship in a country. In other words, our citizenship, our commonwealth in the kingdom of God eternal is the very order of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven that will bring us out of all of this slavery and oppression to a much greater status of living because we're the ones being transformed into the very likeness of God. And the more we're transformed, the more the soul goes from restlessness to contentment. And we enjoy all the benefits of the kingdom of God that he offers. So when St. Paul speaks about our citizenship in heaven, he is also speaking to all of those benefits offered those who enter into the kingdom of heaven and live by that blessed order that the king has established out of wanting peace, not affliction. For his people. And also in St. Paul's words, you need to hear the sense of the season of Advent coming upon us. And the one that Advent really holds. The season we're beginning to prepare ourselves for. He says our citizenship is in heaven. From which, that is being in this commonwealth of the kingdom of God. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body. That it may be conformed to his glorious body. You need to hear what should be the desperate and authentic cry of every one of us, all of God's people, when you hear those words. Lord, how we wait for you. We long for you to come to us and transform and transfigure us from this lowly estate to your godlike likeness. St. Paul is literally saying, Christ will come and desires to come and transform our lowly body. That is, our existence enveloped in humiliation from the fallen condition and all the sufferings that come from that state of existence needing great healing. He says, transform our body. The word he uses for body is the same one he uses in Romans chapter, 7, chapter 12. When he says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, that word body doesn't just mean our physical body. It is our whole human person, our whole self. He's saying that Christ will hear our cry and come and transform our whole beings, our body, our mind, our emotions, our soul. And he will refashion us into who we were created to be, taking away all of the shame from our condition and the sufferings that are produced by the condition within us. See, this is the longing. That God desires to grow within every one of us. And the cry that he desires to hear come from our soul. Souls that are in so great need of him. When we enter into and journey through the blessed season of Advent. Come Lord Jesus. Rescue us from all this oppression within us. And around us. And elevate us by bringing us to you and filling us with yourself. And come, Lord Jesus, at your second coming, so that all things are perfectly restored, all of your creation for the blessedness of eternity. I want to conclude with this. 
I want to exhort every one of us towards something in our preparation these next two weeks for Advent. Based on all that we're seeing here this morning. Begin to ask and inquire of the Lord in your prayer fellowship with Him. Lord, give me. Give me an authentic cry from my soul for your deliverance. Give me a real cry straight from my soul that cries out for your deliverance. Show me the reality of my lowly estate, my lowly condition living in, again, this humiliation of all this fallenness, but also at the same time, show me how it's causing my sufferings. In other words, Lord, help me make the connection to the condition within my soul that needs to be healed and the sufferings that I endure on a daily basis in this life so that I clearly see my authentic need for you to come and advent yourself to me. And every day, and every day. And the Lord is so faithful if we will pray that. He is so faithful to show us all of these things and more so, He is merciful in showing us these things in His timing and bit by bit so that we're not overwhelmed and we don't go into despair. He shows us perfectly the things that He can heal us all along and restore us to who we're truly created to be. And when we are granted His mind on those things, when He shares those things with us, this great physician who so perfectly diagnoses us out of His great love for us, now we can cry from our soul to God, Lord, come. Come with your mighty deliverance and deliver me from my oppression. Free me to be truly yours completely again as I was designed to be. And lift me up to all that you created me to be. Lift me up to the experience of you. And if we will begin to pray this now and dedicate ourselves to bring our souls before Christ in this way. Every one of our journey through Advent will be the most healing and profound one yet. And that's my prayer for you. Pray that for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.